0: To maritime adcast the podcast dedicated to the farmers and the farm community of the maritimes we will discuss all things related to the livestock industry with local regional and national guests as well as keep you up to date with current markets and industry events
1: atlantic stockyards limited has been atlantic canada's major livestock market for over 60 years the stockyards attract buyers regionally as well as extending into central canada Livestock auctions occur every Thursday with cattle, sheep, goats, hogs, rabbits, and poultry all featured. Additional information, such as previous market reports, feeder sale dates, and vaccination forms can be found on AtlanticStockyards.com.
0: Today we'll be joined by Melinda Gurman and Chad Ross, both of the Canadian Beef Cattle Checkoff Agency, to discuss how beef checkoff is used in Canada. Melinda Thurman has been working professionally in agriculture for over 20 years, with her primary focus being on the beef industry. She started a career as provincial beef cow-calf specialist with Manitoba Agriculture and moved through management roles, finishing her career with provincial government as director of the Livestock ranch. Melinda then spent two years as general manager of the Manitoba Beef Producers, working with producers through the challenges like tuberculosis, BSC, and regional flooding. Today, she is the general manager of the Caney Beef Cattle Checkoff Agency. Melinda's current focus is to ensure the transparent utilization of producer checkoff and import levy dollars continue to build and strengthen the beef industry across Canada. Chad grew up on a generational ram- ranch south of Esteban, Saskatchewan, established in 1905. He attended school in Esteban, participated in the 4-H Beef Program, and then ventured to the US to further his education. Chad is an aggressive and progressive beef producer, and has spent countless hours promoting and growing agriculture for a sustainable future. Chad and his wife, Crystal are huge supporters of the 4-H program to help grow responsible young adults for their community and their province. Chad joined the agency as the Saskatchewan Beef Producers Representative in 2016 and spent two years as the agency's finance committee before he was elected vice chair in August of 2018, and is currently the chair. So, Chad, Melinda, thanks for joining us today. Uh, looking forward to our conversation next, over the next thirty or forty minutes.
1: Thanks. Great to be here.
0: Thanks for having me. So, so, Chad, maybe we'll start with you. As a producer, can you give us a little bit of what the the checkoff and the checkoff agency means to you?
2: Yeah, good day, Brad, and I, I appreciate that question because that's uh, you know something that's been one of my mandates as chairs is to get uh, communications back to our grassroots producers about uh, what their their checkoff does for them, and and I get that question quite often because you know as as, uh, as times are tight in in our industry, uh, every dollar counts, and so. We want to make sure that their dollars are being spent wisely. And that's that's part of my job as chair of the the checkoff agency is to make sure that that is done. And and I assure you, and I'm very confident that our service providers are doing an excellent job of promoting our beef. They're doing the research needed and they're dealing with the issues of our industry. And so uh, it's really exciting. You know, our our last return on investment study showed that uh, we're getting a 26 to 1 uh, return on investment on our dollars spent man, I wish I could get that ranching. It's, it's just unheard of. So be confident that, that we're doing a great job with those dollars. The other thing that those dollars are, are doing really well is we're able to leverage our cattlemen dollars uh, against uh, government dollars to, to add value to our industry as well. So a lot of fronts and we'll, we'll talk about some of the activities the service providers too, but uh, it's, it's really uh, a lot going on with our, our investment really
0: great high level overview of the importance of the agency. Let's talk a little bit about the structure. So for our listeners, maybe Linda, if you can give us a little bit of the regulatory structure and how the, the agency is established, and then maybe we can talk a little bit about the actual representatives um, and how the industry as a whole gets represented as well.
1: Yeah, for sure. We We're structured under uh, federal law, basically. Under the Farm Products Agencies Act, uh, our agency, the the Beef Checkoff Agency has been formed. We have a proclamation that's federal law as well that dictates our structure in terms of our board structure that we can talk a bit about uh, in a few minutes. And then we have a, a federal levies order and that one outlines the checkoff rates that we can apply across Canada as well as an import levy. So every time beef, cattle, beef, and beef products come into Canada, we can apply a levy to that as well. So we operate under federal law. Uh, We report into Farm Products Council of Canada. We do have to tell them how monies are, are going to be spent, and we have to report on the results of how those monies have been spent throughout the year. With that, too, we're also accountable down to our, our producers through our provincial cattle associations. We have provincial agreements with all of the different provincial cattle associations that outline how we work together on the checkoff as well. So it's, it's a really well-structured system uh, right from the top that starts with federal law all the way down to provincial agreements that help us manage this.
2: I'll, uh, I'll chime in there a little bit too, Brad and talk about, you know, it's a benefit to our checkoff payers that we're separate from policy. We look after the dollars separate from that. And and so that's very important to note in in how we're organized. Our board is is made up of 16 different members. There's uh, 10 producers that are on the board at, at this point representing nine of the different provinces. And so that's all across Canada as well. So that's a huge benefit. And we're a unique board because we have uh, people from all aspects of the industry. We also have four members from the Canadian Meat Council on our board. We have one member from Import-Export Canada, as well as a board member from Wholesale Retail. So we're representing all aspects of our industry. And and so that's very unique. And it is just great to have us rub shoulders, talk about our different uh, segments of the industry. And I'm really proud of the board we have. and, And we're all pushing to make our industry better.
0: Yeah. I think that's one of the interesting things in a, in a previous podcast we had with Melinda and John Ross from the pork agency is really the fact that the entire industry from start to finish, you know, cow, calf right through the processing is represented and and those unique perspectives can really drive the industry forward and, and concentrate on um, strategy. So Let's talk a little bit about the administrative side of of the agency. And, you know, and we all have provincial checkoff rates. We have a national checkoff uh, rate, import levy. Maybe, Melinda, can you explain a little bit about the differences between our provincial checkoff, national checkoff and import levy and, and how that impacts different sectors of the beef industry?
1: Sure. As you mentioned, there's a provincial checkoff and a national checkoff. So the provincial checkoff is when cattle are traded within a province. So in Nova Scotia, when cattle are bought and sold, a provincial levy is applied and that goes into Nova Scotia cattle producers. When cattle trade across Canadian borders, so Nova Scotia and Ontario, that falls under our federal regulation that I mentioned earlier. And that's what we consider the, the national checkoff. Those monies come into the checkoff agency here in Calgary, and then we allocate them out as per the home province's wishes. So for example, Nova Scotia, you would tell me how to spend that money on your behalf. And we would allocate that to market development, promotion, or to research. We also have an import levy that I mentioned. And the import levy allows us to collect on beef cattle, beef and beef product when it comes into Canada. And right now, that's at $1 per head or weight equivalent. Those monies come in directly into the checkoff Agency here in Calgary, and we allocate those. And and by we, I mean the Board of Directors allocate those monies. And right now, those monies go to Canada Beef, one of our service providers. So here at the agency, we collect the money, but we don't invest it ourselves into the activities that are going to benefit producers. We actually contract uh, service providers, national service providers who are experts in certain things to do that work for us. So we contract Canada Beef. They're actually an internal division of us, but they they deliver on our mandate for market development and promotion. That includes national checkoff dollars, but it also includes the import levy. And the import levy itself is actually uh, invested into generic beef promotion. And if you're interested to see some of those works, I, I'd recommend that you visit a website called thinkbeef.ca, and you'll see some of the activities that Canada Beef invests those dollars in. And so we say it's, it's a generic investment. We don't brand it with the Canadian Beef logo. Um, it goes towards things such as recipes and education on beef and on the nutritional value of beef. And the target really is the consumer and the public. So we have these national service providers, as I mentioned, that deliver on our activities. Research is also one of our mandates. And we invest monies into uh, research projects across Canada. We contract the Beef Cattle Research Council to do that work on our behalf as well. And the third function area that we can invest money into is something we call public stakeholder engagement. We contract the Canadian Cattlemen's Association and Canada Beef to deliver on that mandate. And their role is to once again, connect with the public and the consumer about beef, but tackle those tough issues, um, environmental issues, things that maybe the public or the consumer has concerns about when it comes to the beef industry. And what those folks do uh, under the PSE program is they tell the real story about beef production and they provide real facts to the consumer so they can make wise and intelligent decisions when it comes to shopping uh, in the grocery store and in the meat aisle.
0: So one of the things I, I think that's really drawn the industry together um, is the fact that we do have a national beef strategy, and that strategy is fundamental to um, how we fund the activities of agencies like Canada Beef, BCRC, and CCA and for public stakeholder engagement. Chad, can you talk a little bit about the importance of that national beef strategy and, and how we align our allocations or our contributions uh, as an industry to some of those activities?
2: Yeah, absolutely, Brad. And I appreciate that question. And, and you know, the, the national beef strategy is, is so important. It's just like any business. We've got to have a strategy. We have to have a plan. We have to follow that plan going forward for the betterment betterment of our business or, or, or the industry we, we work in. So, so following that strategy, uh, both as we invest our checkoff dollars, as well as uh, how our service providers move forward with their plans and strategies is so important. And, and as the, provincial stakeholders uh, allocate their, their dollars towards the national checkoff, it's important that they realize the national strategy and the plan is put in place and allocate those dollars to our three different service providers accordingly. And so that, that, that's so important and then taking that forward as the board contracts with service providers, we wanna make sure that they're following the business plan accordingly and moving forward according to the strategy is put in place.
0: In upcoming events, the Nova Scotia cattle producers are introducing an on-farm preconditioning pilot project in early 2022, where cattle preconditioning services will be available to members on-farm. Please visit nscattle.ca forward slash preconditioning for more information. Nova Scotia cattle producers also have upcoming zone meetings. To check out the schedule starting the week of January 10th. You can find those dates and locations at nscalville.ca. The updates on potential cancellations will also be on the same page. Regular feeder sales occur every second Tuesday throughout the winter with the next one occurring January 20th. Please visit atlanticstockyards.com for a full sale schedule. A reminder that there are many Nova Scotia programs open for the 2021, 2022 year, such as the Cattle and Sheep Industry Development Program, which has an application deadline of February 28th for a full list of programs, as well as applications and guidelines, please visit novascotia.ca forward slash programs. So we've got all the service providers, we got the money in place. So, you know, we've talked a little bit of return on investment as well, but as a primary producer, owned in the countryside on the ranch, what are the benefits that you see directly or indirectly from some of those activities? You know, Where's the visibility in, in the activities from the service providers?
2: It is a challenge and, and our industry is, is a challenging beast that, that, that we deal with. And I'm a producer and, and right at the grassroots level and we know that uh, beef demand is high. And I thank uh, all of our consumers out there for sticking with us and, and appreciating our product. Uh, even at this high price point, and that just, just shows right there uh, what our checkoff dollars are doing. Also, um, you know, I, I, I go to the gym, and, and I'm I'm seeing it there, too, that, that beef is an important staple in, in, in nutrition and in, in a healthy diet, and, and and we're starting to get that message through, through avenues like the thinkbeef.ca that our import levy dollars are going towards. And, and um, the other things that, that we're seeing is uh, – through COVID, we've seen multiple webinars from, from BCRC, uh, you've got a research council. A producer can enjoy the research that's been done and and the uh, the stuff that that they're putting forward just helps us in our daily operations. So so that's that that helps a lot. The other one is uh, you know, just guardians of the grassland and the issues management team and what they're doing. And and how they respond to different issues that come up in our industry whether it be through social media and whatever they're just on it immediately so those are you know just some of just the tip of the iceberg of, of some of the activities that are happening that that we see uh, as producers
0: yeah I, I i think a lot of times some of the great work that the service providers like canada beef and bcrc goes unnoticed you know there, there's lots of information and i think particularly of bcrc and you know, just their decision making tools that they've been able to develop over the last five, six, seven years on, you know, whether it's on preconditioning calves or calving interval and, you know, lots of great resources there. Um, it's just a matter of seeking them out. And um, they do a great job uh, with their webinar series and, uh, you know, Canada beef does a great job in marketing. You know, we, anytime I, I walk into a restaurant or a store and I see the little maple leaf with the cow inside or in front of it, it makes me feel pretty happy about the things that we're able to accomplish. It, you know, I think it's the little things that sometimes go unnoticed, but they're, they're definitely ever present.
1: Brad, if I can jump in here too, you know, we get asked this question all the time about what is the return back to me as a producer. I, I don't see it. I'm not getting a check in the mail. And, you know, I think Chad really hit the nail on the head is um, some of the price points that we see when cattle are sold. But also to your point, too, is we need to seek out that a bit and uh, look for some of those activities. And that's where I really encourage your listeners to go to the Beef Cattle Research Council website. Look at the scope of their national beef strategy that they have in their priority areas. You know, they do significant investments in terms of production research that are going to be helping producers on their bottom line on farm in terms of increasing profitability. They've also made some wonderful investments into research chairs at universities across Canada. As our our researchers have aged over the last decade or so, we see that we're losing um, key people in those institutions to conduct research on our behalf. And so BCRC has been making those investments into universities to bring in researchers that uh, are younger, that are going to stay around a while, and that are focusing on some of these main areas that the beef industry has identified as important. And in, in terms of the marketing stuff too, and on top of the value adding that Chad talked about, The the work that uh, Canada beef is doing in the foreign markets is incredibly important for us because we export a lot of animals also outside of Canada. And so they work in a lot of different foreign countries, uh, developing markets as well and promoting Canadian beef. And as Chad said, uh, public stakeholder engagement issues management, that telling of the real story of the beef industry from the beef industry to consumers and the public. Uh, has gone a long way so I think there are lots of places to see the benefits we just need to to look around a bit and explore some of those uh, resources that are out there
0: yeah I I know you know just coming from a very small province basically uh, I don't want to say insignificant but pretty close in the grander scheme as far as the Canadian cattle industry goes it it allows us to be part of something much greater than ourselves and participate in things that we otherwise wouldn't be able to participate in. And you know, I think a very specific example that I can give is in 2018, we had the opportunity to partner with Canada Beef in part of their sponsorship with Team Homan and Team Koogie in the Pinty's Grand Slam of curling, right? So we had an event here in, in Truro. Dwayne and crew at, at Canada Beef reached out to us and said, hey, do you want to participate in this? You know, we'll do a community barbecue and and get the the Nova Scotia beef producers out in front of some curling fans. And, you know, we would have never been able to do that on our own, even though it wasn't a great cost to them or to us, but just the resources and the connection to be able to make, make an event like that happen. You know, on the research side, we have great extension specialists, but we don't have a lot of them here in Nova Scotia. So being able to tap into that BCRC resource really helps a small province like us, I think.
2: Yeah, and I'd, I'd like to add, too, is, is the people that we have representing us are of the highest caliber. They're, they're just wonderful. You know, on, on the marketing side with Canada Beef, uh, with Michael Young at the helm, he's just done a wonderful job of bringing the industry together, for one, and, and then doing his job of the marketing strategies moving forward and into the future. And he's not only thinking now, he's thinking past his term already, and, and, and we've had those discussions. And so, it's, it's just wonderful to see that. And, and a nice example uh, for our producers is the, is what they're working on with the QR codes. And, and those are the codes that you can um, use your phone to scan and right in the store. And you can get cooking instructions. You can get uh, the, the nutritional information on that, that cut of beef. That, all that kind of stuff will be on there. And, and the sky's the limit. And, and it's getting so fun. Uh, so so those are just just uh, an example of some of the things we're doing. Andrea Bracobank with uh, the BCRC she's just done a wonderful job of organizing that and, and brought research to a new level in Canada and uh, working with the new research chairs as well as uh, just leveraging our dollars towards research and making things better for our industries It's just been huge and uh, and Amy Peck's been with us for a short time now with uh, stakeholder engagement and, and really doing a good job of of getting out there to the public, uh, to Guardians of Grasslands, working on some new short films as well that that target other segments of our industry. And I'm excited to see those. And also she's really got her finger on the pulse of of social media and and those types of things. So if there is something that happens, she'll be the first one to know. And she's got a network of people all across Canada that she can contact in a minute. And they're, they're talking to media. They can talk to their local media you know, so we can get on top of it before it gets into a crisis mode for our industry. So these are all things that are just just wonderful. You're
0: you're 100% right, Chad. Like, again, as a small province, we rely on some of that national expertise maybe more uh, than some of the other provinces do. And even in this the spring of 2021, as we're recording this, you know, we had a bit of a public perception incident related to uh, calf health in the province. And, you know, it was... A quick email to Amy, and um, she was more than capable and and in, in developing key messaging. Connected us with our the National Dairy Board, got their communications folks uh, in place. Connected us with uh, expert veterinarians, uh, and we're really able to put that fire out before it got out of control. And again, you know, in in Nova Scotia, there's three of us kind of at this part time. We just would have never been able to handle. Uh, that media frenzy without folks like Amy and the, the folks at Dairy Farmers of Canada, and uh, it's greatly appreciated. And it it's things like that that I don't think producers see, because it's not really tangible, like a research paper is or a marketing campaign, but a very important thing that, that those national folks help with as well. Yeah,
1: Brad, you know, this one thing that Chad talks a lot about is the, the increased collaboration in the industry. And I think since the development of the National Beef Strategy, we started to work on that in 2014, 2015. Uh, You know, it came to be in in 2016. I think that really went a long way to pull the industry together nationally, provincially, uh, and start to pull in the same direction a lot more. And I think it's been incredible the collaboration that we see. Uh, across the industry now and that's always been one thing you know I've worked in the beef industry for a number of years and that's always been you know a a concern or a complaint early on was why aren't you guys working together better on this and you're both doing it but you're not talking we talk now and we work together and and so I think that's gone a long way uh, to just helping us move forward and provide more benefit back to the Canadian beef producer.
0: Yeah And, and definitely and I would say not even just at the national level but that provincial and national level too is again small province we didn't always have a lot of say into um, some national initiatives and things that were going on at the national level but since that early on development of the national beef strategy you know we felt that or we now feel that we're part of the beef family and not just out here on the east coast kind of on our own trying to make it you know and I've only been around for 12 or 15 years now but I think the collaboration with the industry has increased greatly over that time, and it, it's really nice to see for sure. Here's the market report for the weekend at December 17th, 2021, brought to you by Atlantic Stockyards Limited, which has been Atlantic Canada's primary auction market for more than 60 years. In the local hog market, base price in Nova Scotia was $1.71 per kilogram, no change from last week, and in Ontario, base price was flat at $1.62 per kilogram. In the Quebec market, base price was $1.79 per kilogram, down a fraction from last week. Fed cattle price at Atlantic beef products remains at $2.63 on the rail. In Ontario, live steers sold for $1.61, moving up two cents from last week. And in Quebec, rail price was $2.70, up three cents from last week. Call Cattle Atlantic Stockyard sold for 78 cents, downward change of 29 cents from last week, while rail price Atlantic beef products was flat at $1.23. Calls in Ontario averaged 53 cents, up one cent from last week, and 55 cents Quebec moving down one cent. Good dairy bob calves between 90 and 120 pounds at Atlantic Stockyards averaged $81, up six dollars, and dairy beef bob calves averaged $119 down six dollars from last week. Meanwhile, calves in Ontario were up three cents to a price of $1.44 per pound, and calves in Quebec were $1.31, an increase of four cents per pound. The base price for lambs at Northumberland lamb is $11.90 per kilogram, and mutton sits at $6.50 per kilogram. 50 to 64-pound lambs at Atlantic Stockyards averaged $2.20 per pound at 55 pounds. In Ontario, 50 to 64-pound lambs averaged four sixteen per pound at 58 pounds, ranging from $0.80 cents to 507 and a half. For 65 to 79-pound lambs at Atlantic Stockyards, they averaged 285. Per pound at 69 pounds and in Ontario 65 to 79 pound lambs average 384 at 71 pounds ranging from 265 to 480. Use Atlantic Stockyards ranged from 65 to 235 dollars averaging 154 dollars and in Ontario use average 2 dollars and 26 cents at 145 pounds and range from a dollar to 310. Make sure you check your association's websites for additional pricing information. So while we're talking about collaboration, uh, in February of 2020, uh, just before we all weren't allowed to leave our houses, uh, we had the opportunity to go down to the uh, National Cattlemen's Beef Association uh, Annual Congress. And and as part of that, uh, we were able to meet, uh, I guess, your counterparts at the Cattlemen's Beef Board. So I guess the, the topic here is, you know, Canada isn't the only country in the world that has a checkoff structure uh, that funds the greater good. So maybe, I don't know if you want to make a couple of comments on on that. Yeah, I'll I'll
1: start this off and I'll let Chad uh, jump in as well. It was a fantastic trip in terms of going down and meeting our counterparts in the U.S. Because you're right, we're not the only country that collects a checkoff. We're not the only country that collects an import levy. It was really important for us to make those connections with our counterparts in the US to just have lessons learned. You know, what challenges are they facing? What opportunities are they facing? And, and you know, even though they're a competitor, there's a lot of room for collaboration too when it comes to just basic administration of a checkoff system. And uh, they welcomed us with open arms. We had a great reception um, from them. They, they were really willing to talk about a lot of different things that they do and, and things that we're doing too that maybe they aren't and and uh, share resources and one of the things we talked a lot about was our compliance program we've developed an inspection and compliance program to make sure checkoff collection in Canada is fair uh, everyone has to pay it it is law and if someone is paying it but their neighbor down the road isn't that's a competitive disadvantage and so our inspection and compliance program is is about leveling that playing field and educating people on that collection and they have um, some really interesting programs uh, in terms of their inspection and audit system and there's some things they're doing that we're not and that we are doing that they're not so we're able to share back and forth which just helps save resources and as I said lessons learned. Um, so that was a really really worthwhile uh, trip and uh, I'll let Chad speak to we attended their annual general meeting as well and it was a nice venue to be at and they were really friendly and, and really willing to collaborate.
2: Yeah thanks Linda and, and yeah it was a great trip and you know as we as we go on these trips we always got to justify why and how and, and and the expense of doing it and so that's very important to us and Part of my job is to make sure that uh, I'm sent forward to look after the checkoff, and make sure it's administered properly, and and part of that is, uh, is is learning new things. And so our trip to NCBA was was a great learning experience. We we're able to rub shoulders with the uh, checkoff folks in the U.S. Uh, on the beef board. Uh, I got to meet with their chair, their past chair, as well as some of their legal counsel. We attended their AGM, and uh, I was able to make a, a few. Uh, comments at their AGM. So that was good as well. And and you can learn what they're doing right and what they're doing wrong and, and how, uh, what we're doing right and what we're doing wrong. so that's that's good to bounce things off each other. And so I think it was a very valuable trip and, and we need to make sure that every trip we take we learn something and bring something back for our producers. And I think that did well. And and as we look at what's happening there in the US right now with a possible referendum on their checkoff, you know, they're having some challenges right now and and you know, we we've learned that we can't be complacent can't be complacent with our checkoff dollars of producers, and we need to do the best job possible. And that's that's always our job, and we need to work hard at that. And, and so we're learning that from from those experiences as well.
0: Yeah, I was fortunate to to be part of that mission as well, and, and take part in in some of those meetings. And you know, it was my first exposure to the American beef industry in general. And um, I think the biggest thing I took away from that is although we're incredibly different, we're also very much the same, right? The industry's very much structured the same with concentrated feeding, overall fairly small cow-calf producers scattered across the entire country. You know, at the end of the day, we're not really competing against each other, we're competing against the other proteins. And to see how they're working uh, on similar type initiatives around research and, and moving productivity forward on the producer side, Um, working on marketing, whether it's domestic or international, a lot of parallels there and and a lot of places where, um, you know, like you say, we're we're doing similar things and we can learn from one another. And I think that was a a first great step in being able to do a little bit more together at the national level as well. So fantastic stuff there. So let's talk a little bit about mechanics maybe as far as the checkoff goes, uh, but without getting into any really gory details. So Melinda, you had referenced a little earlier on about uh, the differences between provincial and national and import levy. Can you talk a little bit about how we ensure that that's being done correctly? Um, you have talked a little bit about your inspection and, and education program, but you know, how do you make sure that producers buyers and and importers are all are all doing it the way they're supposed to be doing it
1: yeah and that's been a a major focus for us in the last five years and one of the things and chad and i talk about this all the time you know in the past we've been collecting the national checkoff for almost 20 years and it's been done um kind of off the corner of the desk of some some groups over the years And, and not that that was wrong but What we saw is more and more as the industry changed and evolved, we needed to have a bit of a different focus and direction too from the administration of checkoff. It wasn't just taking money in and sending money out. It did come down to making sure things were done properly. And, you know, a big part of that, just like any relationship, it comes down to communication. And we had to make sure we were communicating to our provincial cattle associations that partner with us on this collection. We needed to make sure we were communicating to the importers who were bringing product in and were receiving invoices for um, the levy applied to that product coming in. That was our first you know, focus was, let's make sure we're communicating clearly to everyone about what the law is, what's required of you, And how you go about doing this, it's not a difficult process to be able to remit. So we we worked hard on that communication process. And then we started to have some, some field presence. So we have three appointed federal inspectors that do go out into the field. And we attend auction marts and we meet with dealers and buyers and provincial cattle associations and producers. And once again, it's a big part of it is that communication. Uh, This is the requirement. This is the law. This is the process. And I, I think it's been really, really positive. We've had that positive field presence. We have really good, consistent, clear communication now with everyone that should be collecting checkoff. We also can identify any errors when they do come in. Because of the great relationship we have with the Provincial Cattle Associations also, when paperwork comes in, We can quickly look at it, and we can identify if there's some challenges there. And if we catch something, we just uh, reach out, work with that Provincial Cattle Association, and we make those changes. And sometimes it means some folks might owe a little more money. Sometimes, in the last five years since I've been here, we've actually refunded some money because there's been overcollection. So that's a big part of it, too. It's not just about, you know, pay us money. It's what is proper, what's right, and what's fair. And so if there's been an overpayment, we will jump all over that, and that will go back to the right folks for sure. It comes down to just being diligent and watching things and supporting provincial cattle associations, as well as the dealers, the auction marts, and the producers in this whole process.
0: Yeah, I think that's that's always been a struggle, I think, in, in eastern Canada as well, is you know, making sure that things are being done in the the right order, the right way and by the right people. And it is a fairly simple process to follow. But there are some, especially when you get into interprovincial trade, there are some, some differences that probably make it a little bit more uh, complicated than straightforward. But I think for the most part, you know, I I think you guys have done a really good job uh, helping explain it. And, and with you know your regular communication through the gatepost and um, some very specific resources developed for producers and dealers and sharing those with national publications for distribution has been quite helpful as well. We're getting close to wrapping up. Is there anything that we've missed that you'd like to highlight?
2: Well I'd just like to add some comments you know just to uh, encourage uh, producers to to reach out if they have questions you know uh, feel free to give me a call. I'm willing to answer those questions. We also have our uh, provincial representatives that represents you on the board. If you have questions or comments or concerns, please bring them forward. Uh, it's, it's way healthier to talk to us who, who are there in it and, and can do something about it than to uh, talking to your neighbours over, over a coffee and, and getting uh, things going backwards. So we are very open. We want to show what we're doing and the good work we're doing. And so we're just a phone call away. So please do that. And there's other opportunities, like you mentioned, Brad, the gatepost. Um, there's also uh, the Canada Beef sends out what they're doing uh, uh, fairly often. And it's, it's, it's easy to keep up through those avenues as well. So
0: with that, I think we're pretty much wrapped up here. Thank you both very much for your time. As always, I appreciate any time I can chat with either one of you or especially both of you at the same time. If there's any way we can ever get you on here again to talk about uh, some new stuff or other things that are going on, we'd be happy to host you.
1: Thanks, Brad. Really appreciate the opportunity and we would look forward to doing some future podcasts with you on um some of the new initiatives, there's always something new and exciting that we're we're doing. And uh, I think it's really important to be able to have a venue like this to communicate that back out to producers.
2: Very good, Brad. Thanks. You have a great day. Thanks,
0: Chad. Thanks, Melinda. Don't want to miss
1: any future episodes. Subscribe to a Maritime Acast today through Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or your other favorite podcast platform.
0: This concludes another episode of Maritime Acast. We would like to thank our producer, the Agri Commodity Management Association, Director Ashley, as well as Matt Whitehour and Micah Dahl-Anderson of ArchesAudio.com for providing the music you heard during this episode. Until next time, happy farming and keep feeding the Maritimes.